Hey guys, welcome back to the Colorful Plates podcast, your weekly source for what's happening in the produce and food service worlds. We're on to part three of our six-part culinary summit interview series, and this week's interview features Chef Matt Ware, executive chef and brand manager for Pizzicato Restaurants, located in Portland, Oregon. Pizzicato has 15 locations in Portland and is a uniquely Portland chain where they serve up traditional pizzas but also offer more adventurous options. Chef Matt attended the Culinary Summit with one of ProAct's distributors, Pacific Coast Fruit Company, and I had the pleasure to chat with him and also get to know some awesome peeps from PC Fruit as well. And we'll get to that in a minute. But first up, let's cover our market reports. For cucumbers, both eastern and western growers are experiencing good quality, but supply is definitely a different story. In the east, supplies are tight and could tighten even more as temps in the southeast begin to cool. More growers will begin harvesting this week in Florida as the transition continues from the southeast. In the west, moderate supplies are being harvested in Baja, California, but supplies continue to decrease. However, there should be more supplies coming available out of Sonora. I know I've reported on lettuce the past two weeks because the situation has been so in flux lately. Good news on iceberg, though, as supplies have become better since demand has fallen off. Temps have cooled down, helping with the quality. Unfortunately for romaine, though, demand still exceeds supply industry-wide. Lastly, tender leaf supplies are normal with good quality. Try to avoid romaine for now and opt for tender leaf varieties of lettuce, or even go for some kale, as supplies of kale are plentiful, with good full bunches being reported. Although I haven't reported on them in the past few weeks, melons have been struggling and continue to do so, honeydew and cantaloupe specifically. The industry is currently in a demand-exceeds-supply situation, Abnormal weather conditions in Arizona and Mexico approximately a month ago affected the fall crop, doing short and long-term damage such as mold and mildew, but also decreased bricks levels in mature fruit. Try to avoid use where possible. Maybe look to more in-season fruits for that sweet inspo, such as apples and plums. Same as lettuce, I know I've been reporting on broccoli and cauliflower the past few weeks. When commodities are really struggling, I really like to continue reporting any changes. And for cauliflower, the market continues to be in a demand-exceeds-supply situation. Cauliflower is extremely scarce, and this is causing suppliers to especially struggle with cauliflower florets as there isn't enough raw product. As far as broccoli goes, supply cannot keep up with demand, just like cauliflower, especially on crowns and florets. These two markets will continue to adjust in the coming weeks, so be sure to limit your use where possible. That's all I have for market reports this week. Be sure to tune in next week to hear the updated situation on a multitude of commodities. And next up, we have Chef Matt Ware's Culinary Summit interview. I got to chat with Chef Matt for a while on and off the mic, and he's definitely an accomplished chef, and he brings the heat in the kitchen when it comes to finding creative ways to serve pizza and keep things fresh and new. Let's check it out. So I'm sitting here at Proax Culinary Summit um, with Matt Ware. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. It's good, good to chat good, with good. you. So um, tell me a little bit about what you do in your day-to-day. So you're the executive chef at Pizzicato? Yes, yeah, yeah. So uh, Pizzicato is a 30-year-old company in Portland, Oregon. Okay, um, we're very uh, specific to Portland. Mm-hmm. We have 15 locations. We're Scratch Kitchen, Gourmet Pizza, but we also do like amazing salads and paninis, right? Love a good salad. Oh for yeah. Sure. Oh yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, my day-to-day role, I'm a, I'm the executive chef, but I'm also the brand manager. So I'm really kind of protecting that quality aspect. So you wear multiple hats. Yes. I mean, especially yes. as an executive chef, you probably have your hand in a lot of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Kitchen. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. I think um, from the food aspect of it, my main responsibility is quality. You mm-hmm. know. So and that's protecting the brand and all that stuff. So. 
Um, you know, I oversee all 15 kitchens. Oh, wow. And okay. I mean, with the help of a great team, obviously. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Pizza Cotta, like I said, we've been around for 30 years. We, we're really good at what we do, but we're always trying to be innovative. Right. And that's, that's where I come in. So what, what are you kind of seeing as innovative right now and fresh and new in the culinary world? What's up and coming? What's hot? What's the trend? <laughs> you know, um, I don't like to look at trends. i got to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, I look at okay. what's local. Okay. What, what it, what's bountiful within the local I area. I feel like local is kind of trendy. It's kind of trendy. But it's something that will never go away. And, you know, yeah. when you think about a trend, trend you think it goes. goes ups and down. Yeah. yeah. So um, I really like to stick with those things that are very permanent. And local is very permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, the whole organic push and all that, that's great. But if I can bring something from a farm that comes, you know, 50 miles outside of Portland. And tell and that story. Tell that story. And that's what we do. You know, we, we try to highlight these stories all based around food. Right. Yeah. And so... When it comes to food and when it comes to working in the kitchen, what do you love most about it? What keeps you in there, even when it gets crazy and you're putting out literal fires maybe sometimes? That's exactly what keeps me in there. <laughs> so um, I've always explained it in a very uh, specific way. You know, I've been an athlete all my life. This is my sport. Okay. So being in the kitchen is my sport because it brings that intensity. It brings that ability to compete, and it brings the, the uh, creativeness and the ability to shine. And so right. this is my sport, and that's what keeps me going. Okay. Um, I, I like I that. Love I like the, that. I love it's the, the Olympics in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I think that a lot of people you can talk to about, you know, being in the kitchen, right. there is that level of intensity, right? Mm-hmm. It, you know, at the end of the day, um, you're, you know, in the middle of it, yeah, you're, you're getting your butt kicked, and it's not very much fun. But <laughs> at the end of the day, when you're like, that's what we just did, or you see numbers, or you're like, we just put out 200 amazing pizzas, that right there is like, yeah, we did that. Yeah. And that's what keeps you coming back. It's You're proud. Yeah. And then you yeah. see your customer, they're satisfied, they leave full. Happy. I mean, I can eat like half a pizza I by mean, myself. I mean, you know, <laughs> I, I don't struggle with that. <laughs> I love it. Um, I can so- definitely put down a couple. So, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> so what are what are some challenges you face or face in the kitchen? But you said you love you love a good challenge mm-hmm. and that's what keeps you in there. Absolutely. So what is something that's kind of stuck out to you? You know, um, if I can talk a little bit specifically to what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're trying to bring this culinary aspect. But then we have pizza ovens that are at 600 degrees. Mm-hmm. So how do you create a dish that has all these le- levels and flavors and um, different textures in just an oven, right? Mm-hmm. So one of my biggest challenges is, is putting together and conceptualizing a dish that is going to bring an element that's outside of pizza. Okay. But is also going to combine. Give with, me an example of kind of what you're thinking. Yeah. So um, one thing that I've, I've brought to Pizzicato is the uh, fresh uh, vegetable aspect. Okay. And so we do these uh, monthly specials, right? Mm-hmm. And in my monthly specials, I create a pizza, but I've been doing appetizers as well. Okay. And so I really try to focus on, well, let's see, what can I bring in that is fresh, local, and that's a vegetable that is not going to have a starchy starch to it or, you know, or be very um, pizza driven, right? Yeah. So like we have a, an appetizer that is one of our most popular right now, and all it is is street corn. And we top it with, uh, you know, a smoky aioli. Mm -hmm. We throw a bunch of feta cheese on it and uh, top it with parsley. Love that. It's fresh. (laughs) It's in corn season. It goes excellent with our pizzas. But that's, that's one of those things that we're really trying to do. Yeah, bring that fresh. Yeah. 
to the pizza, mm-hmm. not just like, here's your pepperoni pizza, yeah, here's yeah. your standard, which is always good, but yeah, you kind of yeah. wanted to kick it up a notch. I think the weirdest thing I've had on pizza, mm-hmm. it was really good, but I was I was very hesitant about it. It, it was really carby. It was thinly sliced potatoes on pizza. Do you guys do that? Um, if you ask me, potatoes are the best ingredient to put on pizza. They're wild. It, it was wild fantastic. good. I'll try anything when it we comes have to a, food, but that was wild. We have a good. pizza that comes out in January. It's called the Papas Bravas pizza. Mm. And it's, you know, we have these uh, smoky red potatoes with a, uh, a like a Spanish chorizo, yeah. manchego cheese, and then oh, we man. top it with like a garlic aioli. Talk to so, me, yeah. And I mean, it's rich on rich on rich, so it's I could probably still dinner. eat half of it, it's yeah, fine. Yeah, you, yeah definitely, <laughs> I love it. So how do you approach your menu planning? Like, um, what's your favorite dish on your menu right now? And hmm. kind of what's what's your style? You I mean, know, you said you talked about fresh and yeah. local. You so. know, I, so we I have three big aspects that I look at when I'm coming up with a dish or when mm-hmm. I'm looking at our menu and it, is it Portland is it culinary driven mm-hmm. and does it have a family feel to it okay because we are a, we're a family-owned restaurant right you know, we um, and so I really put everything I do through that gauntlet and that that's really the driving force to um, how I approach all food in, in general and because it, it just makes sense to really be um, you know culinary to your environment right right you know, it's, it's awesome to highlight stuff that's coming from other places, but at the end of the day, we want to eat what we can produce. Right. We want I it agree. to be culinary driven. You know, we want to have some sort of concept. You know, anybody can just throw things on a, on a pizza. Yeah. Right? You but want to feel connected to it. Exactly. And you want to have a story. And so that's where that family part comes in. Well, I feel like also with food, it is about family. Yeah. Like you sit around a table, like you feel like you're family. It's right. how we connect, breaking Absolutely. bread together. And so speaking of family, I know that you guys work really closely with one of our distributors, Pacific yes. Coast Fruit Company, yeah. and they're all about family. Yes, they are. Um, so tell, tell me a little bit about that relationship and kind of how that got started. Well, um, it got started a long time ago. I will tell you that. Probably before, <laughs> before my time. you were yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> before I was there. Um, but I will speak to uh, the relationship and you know, I don't like to talk about it as um, a vendor. Yeah. It's a partnership. Right. You know, I work very closely uh, with Pacific Fruit, and they, um, we, we meet each other every week. We talk about uh, what's coming in, what's not coming in. We talk about issues. Yeah. And it's, we bounce stuff off of each other. You know, if there's something wrong with what our stores are doing, you know, they let me know. There's and that open line of communication. Really, there really is. You know, we text each other. And so oh, that well right there, y'all are friends. Is, yeah, you know, <laughs> it it means more than just like you know sending off an email and hoping for a response. Right. You're um, like, well, I hope they get back to me because yeah. this is important. I, I really, I really um, thrive off that relationship aspect because I think that you know everybody's gonna be better in the long run on that. Right. Yeah. And you know, they're obviously a fresh produce supplier. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about fresh. We've talked about local. What is what is your favorite thing to work with? Your produce item to work with and why? Mm. <laughs> I know it's a tough one. I love produce. I can yeah, eat you know, pretty much anything. Um, there's a couple out there. I don't really like to work in absolutes, but I'll throw arugula out there. Okay, um, arugula, I love arugula is you know, it's obviously one of our most popular salads, but I just devised a uh, arugula pesto mm. and it's, you know, everything's made on the cutting board. You don't put it in a processor and it's phenomenal and it pairs well with a lot of different things. And so 
um, right now, I would probably say that's my favorite product to work with. Okay, yeah. nice. And what is what is kind of what is kind of a quirky product or something that's kind of a specialty item that you kind of look to introduce to pizza and your customers? Um, you know, <laughs> I uh, I would probably have to say the most quirky as of recent would be figs. Okay. You know, we threw some figs on a pizza, and it I mean, it was the right time of year. It was. Um, paired with this uh, great ham, this smoky, like, French-cured ham, and some Gruyere cheese. And that right there, that combination, was kind of quirky. People were, like, a little weirded about, about it, but yeah. it worked because the flavors were there. And Figs it was fun. and cheese work. Yeah, it's that's good. a good point. <laughs> I read somewhere that a fig is actually a flower. It's like it the is, inside. like an inside-out flower. Yeah, it's yeah. an inside-out flower. That was wild to me. I'll be honest. That's kind of why it creeps me out. But I, uh, It's I, weird. <laughs> it is a little interesting. I love it, though. It's yeah. such an old-school ingredient that I think has kind of come back on the block, you it know? It really has. And yeah. it's kind of been showcased in new ways, which I think is really fun. You know, in my mind, a fig is like the ideal seasonal item. And I don't know if it's just because of the sh- different chefs I've worked with in the past. Every yeah. time it drops off their tree, their trees, they're bringing them into the restaurant. And, and they're okay, like, hurry, we got to do, do something. some of this. So <laughs> when I think seasonality, I really think figs. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. And I don't know if we talked any about what led you to become a chef. Did we talk about I don't that? think so. Well, what led you to becoming <laughs> a chef? Full story or the short version? I, I Whatever. Give, I can give you a little combination of both. Yeah, okay. That? Sounds good. Um, you know, I really uh, started cooking with my grandma in the kitchen making gnocchi. Gnocchi was a, uh, every Christmas we would have gnocchi. You're Italian? Yes, very Italian. (laughs) And if you can imagine, I have my mother, my grandmother, and then me, maybe my sister sometimes, but we're making gnocchi for a giant family. Yeah, like how many people are we talking at the table? I'm talking like 30 people. Okay, so you are all about family. Yeah, very much so. Um, And so that's my earliest memory of like literally cutting those that's all i did i just cut them Mm -hmm. you know that's all they would let me do so i'm cutting them so that's my earliest memory but um after that i really started getting into the industry of restaurants right and learning about what they do learning the front of the house learning the back of the house and just as a full spectrum of what it is and then i said okay what do i love about it and Mm -hmm. it was i gravitated towards the kitchen you know food was always something in uh in my sort of my early 20s uh food was it was sparse right Mm -hmm. and so it i had to be creative on what i was doing yeah when i think of that i think of like okay what can i do with top ramen right yes or like what can i do with this box of craft mac and cheese or like and that something terrible that's exactly right (laughs) hamburger helper um if you don't mind i have a little story about craft macaroni and cheese you can literally talk Uh, about whatever you want so um one day I'm in the kitchen, and this was before really I knew that I was going to gravitate to where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was 21, and I, all I had was Kraft macaroni and cheese. But I didn't have the butter or the milk, right? Okay. I had peanut butter. I was just about to say, so, everyone has a jar of peanut butter in their exactly. cabinet when they turn 20. So I'm like, like eh. butter, peanut butter, and hey, let's go with it. So I put it in there, mix it up, and I was like, this is interesting. To this day, it's one of my favorite things to eat. No way. I swear to you. Oh, and, man. And, and I mean, it, people look at me like, you are absolutely insane. You're putting peanut butter with mac and cheese. It's gross. Well, some people like like peanut butter and pickles. Yeah. Like yeah. weird things like that. <laughs> I'll have to try peanut butter mac. I will say, if you do do it, throw some chili flake in there. Okay. Because you get to love that a spice. spicy, and then, sweet. And you know, it starts working towards a little bit of a peanut sauce. Okay. Yeah. Yay. 
a little Thai mac and yeah. a little Thai craft. Yeah. So, um, anyways, the kitchen is just where my heart's at, and really, it it makes um, it makes people happy. I am a very family-driven man, and so like it makes people happy, and I enjoy taking care of people, and that is really where my passion's driven from. Nice. So, and yeah. and you, so. Your customers, you kind of see them as your family. You see them as the people you want to take care of. Yeah. You know, all my kitchen managers are, they're close to me. They're my family. And uh, all my people I work with, we're all family. They know me. I know them. And there's nothing that we can't, like, look each other in the eye and say. And to me, that's family. You know, you're going to yeah. have your arguments, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. We all do. We yeah. all have that one crazy family member or right, something exactly. like that. And yes. I hope that I'm not that one in my family. I don't know about you. Are you? Uh, well, you know, I am a middle child. so. Okay. Well, that <laughs> I, just I can, answers that. Yeah, you can just take it from there, I think. <laughs> well, what it, what is the proudest moment in your career thus far? Um, I would say this probably tops it. Where I'm at right now. Okay. Um, my proudest moment is is taking the position I did with Pizza Cotta. Uh, they have, they are a very family friendly. Their their values really attach well with mine. And um, when I was offered the position, I was like, I don't want to be called your executive chef. I don't want to be called. Don't call mm-hmm. me. I'm not a, I'm not an executive chef. Um, but through the leadership of you know my boss and my peers, um, it was just like it sort of rolled in. And once I once I started putting out my own product, mm-hmm. my own recipes, it was like, it clicked, you know? It was like, this is what you do. Yeah. This is, this is the moment in which you, you're hitting your career. This like, is what you were thinking about when you were cutting gnocchi with your right, family. Exactly. And, you know, a lot of people, I, I've, never, I've never in my life said I have a job. Right. You know, this is, this is my love. Mm-hmm. I do what I love. And that, I love that's that. a big thing. I, I'm not, I will never go out there and just get a job. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll figure out something to do that I love. Right. Yeah. And that's, I feel like you can definitely taste the difference in food when someone yeah. that loves it yeah. is cooking it. And mm-hmm. when someone's like, this is just my job, you I know, agree. I'm just pushing this out. I got to yeah. get it out of the, the window. Yeah. That's, so, and that's a big thing too. Yeah. So is there anything else you wanted to talk about? No, you know, I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm just soaking up this experience. Uh, this whole this whole summit has been really neat. Um, Did you go I, on a field tour today? Yeah, we went on a field tour, and it was, you know, I've been on a couple different tours before, and I've seen that the, the process of you know start to finish. Um, Today's process brought a whole new element of really tasting the product right out of the ground. Whose field did you tour today? Uh, Taylor Farms. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, did it inspire you to bring anything back to the kitchen or? Still working on that. Still you know, working it's, on it's that. It's still piece. pretty fresh. Still you know? processing yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, but it was definitely um, it was really cool to see. Um, and I really enjoy seeing the people that work with the product. It says a lot, and it gives you a story to talk about when you do throw it on a pizza or on a sandwich. Thank you to Chef Matt for chatting with me. It was some of the most fun I've had on an interview thus far. Be sure to check out Pizza Cotto if you ever find yourself in the Portland area. I know I will definitely be stopping by once I make my way up there. And thank you to Pacific Coast Fruit Company for attending and for bringing Matt to the Culinary Summit. That's all I have for this week, guys. Stay tuned for part four in our Culinary Summit series where I chat with Ann Stenforth, Culinary Director for Wahlburgers. Don't miss it because we talk about unicorn poop, so be sure to tune in. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for recipe inspo and more. And as always, stay fresh.